when I have a bunch of properties in one area, I'll use like Lansing and Calumet City. So, you know, oftentimes I have anywhere from four, five, six, maybe eight properties just in that area right there. So on a Sunday, which is primetime showing, it's really easy to schedule them all together, right? I just make the schedule. Hey, I'll be here at one o'clock, here at one fifteen, here at one thirty. I don't show them every day. It's for sure once a week. If a property is getting a lot of attention, I might show that one twice. They are pretty much on your schedule. That's correct. Welcome to the Cashflow for Life podcast. We believe there are two types of people in this world. People that have greater cash flow coming in every single month or people who have cash flow going out. We believe you need to be the type of person that has cash flow coming in. And that is what this podcast is all about. Our mantra is simple. If you take care of real estate for the first five years, real estate will take care of you for the rest of your life. If you're looking to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing, you're in the right place. Andrew Holmes, a renowned expert in the field, is your guide on this journey. Andrew is the driving force behind National RE Invest, the largest real estate investors association in the United States. Together, we're here to help you build wealth and create more cash flow in your life. Let's get into the show. Today, I had the pleasure of chatting with a remarkable father-son duo, Mark and Josh, who share their journey in real estate investing. Mark delves into his early struggles in the real estate market, initially buying rentals at high retail prices that failed to yield profitable returns. However, after re-entering the field, armed with knowledge acquired from various resources, including insights from yours truly, Andrew Holmes, he emphasizes the enduring value of real estate in building wealth and securing his family's future. At just 24 years old, Josh shares his transition from studying math to finance and eventually venturing into real estate investment. He underscores the simplicity and accessibility of real estate investment, highlighting the importance of cash flow. His first property investment, initially bought at $63,000 with a rehab budget of approximately $33,800, appraised at an impressive $155,000, showcasing the profit potential in real estate. Mark further details his strategic approach as aliasing agent, efficiently managing property showings, and optimizing communications through emails to minimize phone calls. His methodical grouping of property showings not only optimizes time, but also creates a sense of urgency among potential tenants. Mark also reveals the substantial growth of his rental portfolio, which now consists of 20 properties with 25 doors, generating significant monthly cash flow. He looks forward to automating his leasing process using virtual assistants and AI with invaluable assistance from Josh. This episode is packed with insights into the practicalities of real estate investing, from initial hurdles to successful strategies for building and managing a profitable rental portfolio. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the wealth of knowledge shared by Mark and Josh. Today we have a father and son duo. So Mark and Josh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Andrew. Andrew. So guys, let's kind of start, uh, Mark, with your uh, journey, right? What was the inspiration for uh, real estate? I mean, were you thinking about real estate uh, for all your life? I mean, you look like you're 25, uh, but when did you start thinking about getting into real estate? So I've always kind of wanted to be in real estate. I dabbled with it a little bit when I was younger, but didn't have any success like I'm having now. 
Okay. So what did you dabble? Did you do flips? Did you do try to do rentals? What did you do at that? Try I had some it? rentals. I bought them like way too high. I was a retail buyer okay. trying to make money and it doesn't work. Got it. And so today, now you said that uh, you bought it at retail prices. So at that time, you didn't realize that it could be bought at a, you needed to buy at a deep discount to really be able to make money. Was that kind of what you think went wrong? That was a new concept to me. That was a new concept. Okay, got it. All right. And then after, you know, a lot of times if uh, people basically go try something and it doesn't quite work out, a lot of times people are like, oh, it doesn't work. What was the inspiration for you to come back to real estate? I mean, what caused you to come back? So I had uh, four rentals and um, they did okay. And I ended up getting rid of them. And along the way, I was listening to podcasts and okay. Facebooks and different YouTube videos and things like that. And actually, I, I stumbled upon you. Okay, got it. So basically, it was one of those things where you were trying to look for information and then you came uh, across us. I was thirsty for knowledge and you seem to be given the best knowledge out there. There were a lot of other groups, but at the end of the day, you always seem to nail the, you know, nail it and never, everyone else wasn't that way. Got it. Okay. Got it. So Josh, how old are you? I'm 24 years old. 24 years old. Okay. And uh, so in terms of uh, real estate at 24 years old, right, you just got done with college. Yes. And I studied real estate in college. Oh, you studied real estate in college. Okay. Uh, I thought you were a math major for some reason. I was, man, college was a whole whole journey. I was math to finance to real estate to finance and real estate. Okay. Got it. So you finally got done with finance and real estate? Finally finished. Okay, got it. All right, good. So uh, what was the inspiration for you in terms of uh, uh, real estate? Was it your uh, dad or what was it that uh, that drew you to real estate at this age? Well, I'd be lying if I did not say my dad was not a big influence on me. Okay. He kind of opened the door for me. And then when I was 20 years old, I came to my first three day. Uh Uh-huh. And... I did not know anything. This before I went to business school. I did not really understand real estate as a business model. And I just kind of sat there and just kind of soaked it all in. And I was like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. It's all about, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about cash flow, right? Like, Correct. It so, is all about, that's why the podcast is called It's, it's all, all About, about cash, cash Flow. It's right? all about cash flow, right? So I'm like, hmm. And real estate is, I mean, for a business model, it's very easy to understand. Like you don't have to be, you know, crazy genius. You know, I've, I've, I've studied math. I've studied these things. I've been around people who are, you know, all crazy in the head with, you know, that stuff. And real estate, anybody can do it. And, you know, just get one house, get two house, get three house, build up. You know, it's actually real estate really at its highest level is even there. Obviously, you have to have technical expertise to a Mm -hmm. certain extent, but a lot of it is common sense. Mm -hmm. The problem is common sense is not so common. Right. Like, I mean, we all think we're like, we're going to do investing. Right. Mm -hmm. What does investing mean? Investing means buying something at a heavy discount. Right. Then if it needs, you're adding value, meaning you're improving something Mm -hmm. and you're increasing the value. And now you can do two things. Right. You can sell it, which is a flip, Mm -hmm. or you can keep it forever, which becomes either a rental, Airbnb, any sort of those things. So, Mark. Initially, when you came, right, you come to Mastery, you come to a three-day, you come to Mastery, right? And obviously at that time, because you've been in Mastery now for how many years? 
It'll be 6th in June. 6th in June. Okay. But if uh, I was supposed to have a poster child for mastery, right? First couple of years, Mark Goodman would not be it. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. So why did you stick with it? Because a lot of times, you know, people will be like, oh my God, this doesn't really work. In a day, I didn't, in a month or in a year, I didn't have a miracle. And why did you stick with it? I stuck with it because I knew in, at the end, it was going to be beneficial. Okay. Uh, it, for me, it wasn't uh, a short-term play. It's a long-term play. Mm-hmm. It's about creating wealth, changing the lives of you know, my sons, and uh, being able to have a better retirement. Got it. Okay. So you had that belief system. Yes. Okay. And have you always had the discipline because you're big into health and fitness? And um, I mean, you look uh, way younger today than you did maybe 10, 12 years ago. Right. And it's, Thank it's, you. I'm not uh, making this up. Right. I did not know you at that time, but I saw one of your old post, uh, Facebook posts. Like you were much heavier. What was, you think your transformation in terms of your lifestyle, in terms of what you do? Because one thing I have always admired about you, you have discipline. Right. Where did that come from? Because I mean, clearly at some part of your life, you were not that disciplined. Or were you about eating a lot? Uh, well, I had the seafood diet for a right, while, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at a certain point in time, um, you know, you got to decide enough's enough and you got to do what you got to do to make it work. Okay. Was there something that kind of changed? Was it a health scare? Was it somebody you saw that was like, oh my God, I got to do this. What was the change? Because you went from somebody who was average Joe, right? Uh, and then suddenly you start becoming this person who has followed through, not just become fit, but you, I mean, that's something that uh, you live that message. So the story is, is that uh, I was doing Medicare plans for uh, seniors and I used to go to their houses and write Medicare plans. And I saw all the food and the crap that they were eating and the medications they're on. And I drew a a sharp parallel to it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't want this. So it was basically a 180. Got it. So basically, like kind of looking at someone else, like what is experience, right? Experience is something you learn from when it's too late. So you kind of uh, learned from other people's experience. Correct. Basically. Okay, got it. And did you, what was it that the first couple of years, right? Because this is something that happens to a lot of people, right? In mastery, I mean, the amount of success we have, what about 1,250 or so people today, close to now about 19,000 or so properties owned, right? Rental properties. So, phenomenal amount of number for the number of people in mastery, right? Yet, a lot of people, right? It doesn't happen overnight, right? And what were you struggling with at the time? Was it that you couldn't find the property? Was it that you didn't know where to look? Or was it just that it just took time for it to seep in? So I had been, you know, I had some experience before, but I didn't do it the right way. I had met another person who took advantage of me and ripped me off. So I was kind of once bitten, twice shy. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's when I found the three-day and I went to two, three days and that's when I joined Mastery. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you had not had the best real estate experience, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, So now moving forward from there, did you do a flip? Did you do a rental? Did you do Airbnb? What was your first foray? I have not done an Airbnb. I would like to. I I did one flip and um, it didn't work out so well. Okay. Uh, so at the moment, just all rentals. All rentals. Okay. So before we kind of jump into rentals, I want to kind of find out because you've built a business, right? So 
Josh, I want to kind of go back to you and then I'll come back to your dad, which is that did you obviously witnessed this transformation process? Yes. Right? I mean, literally, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've done the math, uh, if you realize it or not, but literally, legitimately, in the last four years, three and a half, four years, your dad has become a multimillionaire. When oh, it, yeah. Right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, man, someday, <laughs> right? You know? <laughs> so, but, I mean, literally, he has become a multimillionaire in terms of amount of properties owned, amount of cash flow, mm-hmm. right? It's a very respectable number. Have you seen that in terms of personality, in terms of his confidence, has that changed on a personal level? Oh, yeah. In terms of confidence, I mean, like, I mean, he's directing me with my acquisitions, you know, right? you know, he's, you know, whenever I got questions, I go to him or if, if um, he doesn't know the answer, he knows somebody or if they don't know, then they know somebody, right? So he's right. got, he's got, he's a one-stop shop. He's got everything. He's got all the connections. Yes, now. he's got it. He's, he's, I mean, at this point, it's just a matter of time and patience. Like it's just up, it's just up from here. Right. Like, and, no, it's, 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 it, that's, that is so true because, well said. Uh, yeah. So now I want to kind of go back, right? Because, uh, Mark, you've done something which a lot of people, uh, if, when, uh, we've suggested this idea, right? I've always believed that if you want to be a multimillionaire, get a job first, right? And you want to be a, the goal should not be, quote unquote, to be an entrepreneur because entrepreneur is full of, for every 10,000 entrepreneurs that start, right, maybe one succeeds at a level that is anything to account for, right? Well, I always believe that it's better to have a stable income doing anything, right? Anywhere from driving Uber to having a corporate job, doesn't really matter. But you need to have some income coming in and then you build on the side. Mm -hmm. Once you've built it, now you have all the options in the world, right? But just this idea of, oh my God, I'm going to go full time. Right, it very rarely works mm-hmm. for most people. Unless, if you're a real estate agent, stay a real estate agent. Keep selling real estate. Build your investments, be it flips, be it rentals. Hopefully, you build a rental portfolio on the side, right? Which we obviously we're trying to encourage everybody to do two, five, seven, which is two years, five properties. Get those paid off in seven. Mm-hmm. That's what our drive is all the all the time. So you took a very simple concept of uh, basically being a leasing agent. Now, if you, if I suggest that to a lot of people, they're like, man, why would I want to just do leasing, dude? I make a very little amount of money. You know, I'm not going to do that. Right? Yet you have made a business out of it and a really respectable business out of it. So when that whole idea was suggested, right? Because Rahul and I had talked about it. Rahul suggested that to you. And what was it like, okay, I'm going to take this and run with it. What was it? What, like, where were you? What were you doing at that time in your life in terms of career-wise that you were like, okay, I'm going to take a simple concept and I'm just going to run with it? Well, I remember the moment like it was yesterday. I was actually at the gym on the treadmill sure. and uh, Rahul called me and he goes, hey, do you have time during the day? I'm like, yeah, what do you need? And he explained it to me and then, you know, got me all set up and I started getting properties. And and I mean, at that time when I said no clue, you had no clue. I had no clue. I'd never done it before. You'd never done it before. And uh, I mean, you at that time, you couldn't spell real estate for the love of God. I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course, but <laughs> what I'm saying is that this was not his background. But a lot of times, you know what people do, and I this is, I think, I have a ton of respect for uh, what you've done, is you didn't make it complicated, right? You took a idea, you took an idea, a suggestion, and you're like, okay, I'm going to make the best of it, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well, right? So today, to fast forward that, uh, basically in the last, let's say last year, how many properties would you say you rented? 140. 140 houses <laughs> you rented. Okay, got it. And, you know, I want to put that in perspective because what kind of income is that a year? 
It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, each one pays a little bit differently because the rents are sure. different. But, you know, if you multiplied it by 900. You... 900. It's not bad. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, and, and here's the thing, right? Somebody listening to this would be like, but man, that's not, not, not that much money. Guys, think about it. 100 would be 90,000, right? 140 would be another 45, 50,000 on top of that. Some will be a little bit more. Some will be a little bit less. But, you know, think what a leasing agent is. And he's not a leasing agent like he's showing people 50 different properties from 50 different people. You only concentrate pretty much most of your business, a lot of properties that are from mastery. That's correct. Right? And you're only generally in a certain part of town. Yeah, mostly south suburbs. Mostly south suburbs of Chicago, right? 99% are going to be all properties that are from Somebody from Mastery, would that be correct? That's correct. Right? And you have this, it's the funniest thing because I saw your uh, kind of the the tour, the car tours that you do, right? Even during Corona. So explain exactly what it was. It's like a bunch of people that are in cars and you're showing suburban properties. This is not like an apartment building where you have 10 people showing up. So how exactly do you do that? So I, when I have a bunch of properties in one area, I'll use like Lansing and Calumet City. So, you know, oftentimes I have anywhere from four, five, six, maybe eight properties just in that area right there. So on a Sunday, which is primetime showing, it's really easy to, you know, schedule them all together, right? I just make the schedule. Hey, I'll be here at one o'clock, here at one fifteen, here at one thirty. You can come and view one. You can come view them all. It's up to you. Got it. Are you enjoying the show thus far? You know what they say, knowledge is not power, but rather, it's the application of knowledge that is power. That's why we are excited to announce the new dates for our Build Your Empire three-day conference and property tour. At this game-changing event, you'll discover how to build lasting wealth with real estate, learn step-by-step methods, avoid common mistakes, and get insights from dozens of real estate and financial experts. If you are listening to the podcast, you know that real estate is a team sport. And we're here to introduce you to the local pros who can help you every step of the way. This event is your opportunity to walk through active real estate deals in Chicago and nearby neighborhoods. And the best part is, you can either attend live or virtually. Go to andrewhomesevents.com and get your early bird tickets now. At the event, you'll see properties being transformed into flips, rentals, or wholesale properties, giving you a rare and valuable learning experience outside the classroom. Meet and learn from successful students who've profited from our mentorship. Hear their stories and struggles, and discover how you can follow in their footsteps, regardless of your background or experience. And so much more. We also have a VIP package that will give you access to our exclusive networking sessions and an opportunity to connect and meet with Andrew himself. Plus, we even give you a hot lunch all of the days you are there. For more information and to secure your spot, visit andrewhomesevents.com. We sell out every time, so don't miss this opportunity to transform your real estate career. We will see you at our next event. And now, back to the show. Now, what are the advantages to that? Because you're not showing these properties on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, I don't show them every day. It's for sure once a week. If a property is getting a lot of attention, I might show that one twice. But that's it. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's so it's not, you're not on their schedule they are pretty much on your schedule. That's correct. 
right? Okay, so this is something that, which is very different for most real estate agents, that he's not doing what a traditional leasing agent does, right? A traditional leasing agent is going to work for maybe an apartment building, is going to be there all the time, right? That's not how you do it at all. No. Right? Uh, You're basically setting a schedule, and now whenever you're advertising these properties, be it on Zillow, be it on MLS, wherever you're putting these properties, uh, do you put the times on there, or do you take these calls? Uh, basically I do it through email. Okay. So completely through email. Yes. I had to minimize the calls because at one point the calls were just uh, consuming too much time. Got it. Okay. Got it. So you basically do it all through email. Mm -hmm. You're going to set up maybe once a week, if not maybe twice, but generally it's once a week. That's for each property. I generally show anywhere from 30 to 40 properties a week. 30 to 40 properties you're showing a week. A week. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so, and this is generally done on Sundays? Saturday, Sundays. Uh, you know, during the winter, it's, it's a little harder with shortened hours of daylight, sure. colder weather. Uh, as we transition more into spring, there's more weekday showings. Sure. Okay. So, Got it. Okay. But so, I mean, what I'm saying is you're managing your schedule very, very well in that way, right? Okay. So you have 10, 15 couples show up at the same property at the same time? Well, there's a Kind of a design behind that okay. because, you know, uh, if you come to one property to view it and you're by yourself, you think you have all day. But when you see 15 other people there, it makes you step up your game. Got it. Okay. Uh, and so basically you're having a bunch of people coming in. You uh, There is a demand. You're just d- demanding all of it at the same hour. Correct. Right. Yeah. But for if you're someone that's looking for a rental and you get an email that says, hey, I'm showing eight properties between one and three o'clock on Sunday. This, this is valuable information to you. Sure. It's time efficient for you. It's mm-hmm. time efficient for you as the agent mm-hmm. showing the property, right? And in literally in two hours, you can get the whole crowd of people through uh, two or three properties. Well, I mean, typically on a Sunday, I'm showing anywhere from 12 to 15. The 12 most, to 15 on the a Sunday. The most I've showed in one day is 21. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, got it. All right. So... Now, talk about the advantages of, uh, you've been a part of this, Josh? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I wanted to say, like, on a Sunday, like, he'll leave at, like, noon and he'll be gone, like, all day. Like, I won't hear from him. I won't see him. Like, right. he's just showing, you know, like, 20 properties. Like, right. Yeah. And, and back to back to back to yeah, back to back. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of work goes into preparing that. Sure. He's, he's hired his um, fiance. He pays her to help organize stuff. It's, right. it's, it's, a, it's a gradually growing business. It's actually really fascinating to watch. Got it. So what are the advantages of that? Because now you have a pool of tenants, right? All showing up all at the same time, right? And then how do you do your uh, selection process, right? Because now there are maybe three, four people want the same house. Yeah, that happens a lot. And um, I encourage them to, you know, bring their A game through uh, their income, their track record or credit report and money because sometimes you know, that's what seals the deal. Right. I mean, and, and all of them are there at the same time. So you're being fair to everybody, right? right. There's no, you're not saying, oh, one tenant over another. It's like, hey, man, there's four people interested in the same property. But guess what? Right? All four of you need to submit. And that puts a huge amount of pressure because they're like, hey, this is not something that, and they can clearly see everybody's going from house to house to house to house. And now everybody's trying to basically find a property. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and in terms of, um, so this whole process, was this kind of basically just organic that it developed as you went along, or what, did you copy this model? 
Um, no, it was organic. I grew it as I went along. As I got more properties, it became easier and easier to do. Got it. Okay. And then today, do you go out and necessarily solicit uh, the business uh, from uh, property owners or is it just through mastery? You just kind of get uh, a lot of this business. Most of it is through mastery. I have a lot of uh, uh, maybe five or seven other people who are not in mastery. Sure. Who are actually friends of people in mastery mm-hmm. who I've done stuff for. A couple of them live out of state. Uh, but that's that's a very small portion. Okay, got it. So basically, this is kind of a you know what is great about this is it's a it's a great service for all of us, right? And it's a great thing for you because you don't have to spend a dime in advertising mm-hmm. or anything. Your job is to provide just great service, right? Right. So, uh, Josh, going back to you, mm-hmm. right? You just acquired your first property, right? Yes, I did. Okay. What was the acquisition price on that? 63000 63000 mm-hmm. Okay. And then what about the rehab? About, it was, the budget was like thirty two six. We went over, it was like 30, 33.8. Okay. Maybe. 33.8. Okay. Yeah, and the appraisal just came back uh, last Friday at one fifty five, which is what we were looking for. Okay. one fifty five. Yes. So, let's just kind of go through the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Give me your all-in cost, which is your purchase plus your rehab. How much is that? Well, purchase plus rehab is, I mean, I can tell you the all-in, like all-in, like one, one, 111, like 360. Okay. He's got it down to the penny. Okay. Yes, got it. Yes. Okay. He's a so, finance major. So 111, 360, <laughs> yeah. and that's all-in, all-in, all-in. That's everything. Everything. Okay. Got it. And the appraisal came back at? 155. 155. Okay. So what are you going to be able to refi out? One sixteen five hundred. So there's like a five grand margin on that. Got it. So you realize that you basically did the entire process, right? Uh, two, five, seven. Two years, five properties, pay them off in seven. Mm-hmm. And all those numbers will fit, mm-hmm. right? So uh, exciting. I had the, the, as soon as I got that appraisal back, I, was, I had a great day. Like yeah. that was for the best feeling. <laughs> that, that is the hardest part of this business is just getting the appraisal. Sure. As soon as it, after after that point, it was it was a party. Right. All right. Good. Okay. But you know that's your that's your property number one. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the acquisition, mm-hmm. right? Did you have that money saved up? Did you borrow the money? How did you come up with the money? I borrowed the money. You borrowed the money. Okay. Somebody in mastery. Somebody in mastery. Okay. Yes. So you borrowed the money from somebody, private money within mastery, mm-hmm. right? Which is exactly what we want you to do. Uh, and then you're going to refi them out, pay them back. And repeat the process over again. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. So, Mark, your first uh, property, right? First property was a tough property. I believe I saw that property, actually. Um, in Lansing. In Lansing, right? You got that as a wholesale deal. I did. Okay. Uh, so, Farah sold you that property. Correct. Correct? Okay. So that was your uh, first property as a wholesale deal. Now, with your rehabs, I mean, you're managing, obviously, your full-time business job, whatever you want to call it, is being a real estate agent, right? Where you're basically leasing a lot of properties. That's your main business. You, do you do any sales or no? In terms of uh, as an agent? I, I had three sales last year and 140 rentals. Okay, got it. All right, good. So basically, your your focus is doing a lot of rental properties, right? That's your focus. That's correct. So sales are, if they come by, they come by and that's that. Right. Right, okay. So uh, in terms of uh, uh, as far as uh, rehabbing the property, do you rehab them? Do you have a crew? How do you manage that? I don't do any work. I'm very hands-off. Okay. I'm, that's not my forte. I'm not even going to begin to go there. Okay. So I'm looking for qualified people to do the work for me. Okay. So you basically sub that work out. Correct. Okay. Got it. And so today, what does your rental portfolio look like? 
So I have 20 properties. It's a total of 25 doors. I just got an appraisal back on a four unit in Chicago Heights. It appraised for 330. 330. What did you buy that one for? 83. 83. Okay. 150 in rehab. 150 in rehab. So 83 plus 150. So you're in it for 225, 230. He's leaving a little bit of money. Okay. But the cash flow is where it's at. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have about maybe $5,200 a month coming in the door. Every month. Yeah. That's the cash flow. That's just rents coming in. Got it. I don't have the final numbers yet because I'm in the refi process, but I'm guesstimating I should have about 2,500 in cash flow. Net. Yeah. After expenses. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So now let's talk about this, right? Because uh, this is, so you have 20 properties mm-hmm. uh, and 25 doors, some of them being uh, multi-units. Yes. Okay. So uh, now on something like that, on a stabilized portfolio, right? Correct. Of 25 doors, net income a month, what does that look like to you? Well, if they were all stabilized, there's a couple that's Sure. Tough, but you're, if it was stabilized, okay. um, you know, I would shoot for a minimum of 500 a door. What's what's the math on this? Like, he's, he's basically making like 100, like 10 to 12 grand a month. A month. Month. Yeah. Net. Yeah. That, that's, net. That's cash flow. That's, that's, ca- that's net cash flow that after expenses. Yes. Right. right. And, uh, you know, the reason I ask that is a lot of times people have this belief oh my God, I have to buy big stuff. I have to buy a big multifamily. Right. And I'm 100% against it. Which is, I'm not against multifamilies. I'm against buying bigger just for the sake of buying something bigger, mm-hmm. right? You buy stuff that number one has uh, equity, number two has cash flow, and number three, the DCR hits, right? Mm-hmm. 1.33 DCR is what we uh, buy based on. Now, will all your properties meet all those criteria? For the most part, yes. Maybe not all, but the cash flow is pretty strong on a lot of pretty, them. Uh, on a lot of them. Okay, got it. I mean, and, and that's respectable, man. I mean, 25 uh, doors and about $12,000 a monthly cash flow, right? I mean, that's that's a home run. So at this point, right, realistically, where are you trying to go with this? Are you trying to grow your leasing business? Are you trying to grow your rental business? What does a year, two years from now, what does Mark look at it as his own goals? So uh, my goals for right now would be to uh, maybe kind of be more hands-off in the rental business. Okay. Um, I'm looking at virtual assistants for leases. Okay. And maybe incorporating a little bit of AI okay. into that. Josh is I'm, helping, I'm helping him with that. Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. Uh, be clear on that. <laughs> okay. So um, in terms of properties, you have a goal, what you want to get up to? Yeah. And that kind of keeps changing. You know, my first LPN lifestyle property number. It was lower and I've, I've hit it. So I kind of want to keep going. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So you hit that goal. You're like, okay, I can get, what was that number by the way now? Uh, it was 12. 12,000 bucks. No, well it was, yeah. 12 properties. 12 properties. Oh, 12 properties. Yeah. Okay. So you're long past that. I'm now. long past okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. Good. Uh, so uh, Josh, what about you? Because you obviously are exposed to a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, within mastery with all of us, right? What does the future look like for you? Real estate, something else? What, what are you thinking about? Yeah. So for me, the next 10 years is just real estate. Okay. I may dabble in some other business ventures, but that's just to get more income to put it all in real estate. Got it. And so I see, you know, I'm turning 25 in like a month. So I see when I'm 35, I'll be, you know, making over a million dollars a year in cash flow from real estate. And then now I have time freedom. I have more resources and I can go invest in other ventures and things that maybe get higher, you know, higher growth rates. But 
it all starts with real estate. Got it. So the goal is to get to about 80, 85,000, 90,000 a month mm-hmm. net cash flow income, mm-hmm. right? Uh, long way to go. Yes. But uh, I mean, you have a great father to, you know, who has kind of paved the way, yes, right? Absolutely. So you got to at least beat him by three or four times because yeah. he's made it easier for you. Yes, I absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So uh, having said that, guys, this has been a uh, pure joy, right? Congratulations. Uh, you guys uh, deserve it 100% Thank you. Uh, for what you guys have accomplished. Having said that, guys, remember, it's all about cash flow. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Cash Flow for Life podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on your chosen platform that you are listening to us on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with your friends. Achieving financial freedom is all about creating the necessary cash flow in your life. Our team has designed an entire ecosystem for you to be able to not only become a successful real estate investor, but for you to build higher cash flows month after month. Join our community at www.nationalreinvest.com to see which event is coming up that you can be a part of and how you can be a part of our community. Once again, it's www.nationalreinvest.com. We will see you on the next episode.